good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us today. Uh, my name is Daniel, your host as always, and uh, this will be another episode of the Geek Pit. And um, today I have, I am speaking to someone from Unearth. Uh, please go ahead and introduce yourself if you don't mind. Yeah, this is Trevor. I do vocals for the uh, metal band Unearth. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much. Uh, I know it's been a little bit hectic um, with you guys being on uh, your European tour and uh, us here in the U.S. trying to go ahead and schedule this, but thank you so much for taking some time, Trevor, to go ahead and join us today. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for doing it. Appreciate yeah, it. absolutely. So uh, you guys have actually been around for uh, quite some time. Uh, looks like uh, 20 plus years here, right around. Uh, can you tell us about how Unearth was formed and how your musical journey began? Yeah, it's our 20, 25th year. We formed in 98. Um, <clears throat> I was friends with the, the original members of Unearth. Uh, I, I had a band that played locally with them. We had, you know, all the guys had been kind of local bands growing up together. So we'd, we were already friends. They, and it was mostly, it was more of a hardcore, um, you know, more hardcore projects. And then they, they, they wanted to do something more metal, which is, you know, where, where we grew up with, you know, that's what, what we, we, came up with was was metal and so eventually we, we formed the band and like it was it was more of a more of a metallic approach to our our hardcore sound and uh so we formed in 98 and uh since it was our basically our third band for each each guy mm-hmm. we didn't really care to write music um for anyone else We're like ah this is kind of our last shot we're all about 20, 20 like 20 or 21 years old at the time so let's just write music for us and we didn't know that that was a secret the whole time. So like, <laughs> don't write music to impress other people, write it. So you want to hear it and be a fan of it. Um, it translated to people very quickly and uh, things just started moving forward for us. Um, and we got signed almost right away from, from our demo to do a, an EP. Then a couple of years later, we, we put our first full length on a label. And then a couple of years later, we got signed to Metal Blade Records. And then after that happened, we all of a sudden had a career and we were touring full time. Nice. And I guess a uh, third time was a charm for all you guys, huh? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what, what it was. Like we were kids for a first band and we all had other bands that our second, our second act was more successful, became like regional bands. Um, but we felt we were missing something and we just tried something like, let's just do this. And it, it worked. And we're still here. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Glad it worked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, so what are some of your biggest musical influences? Uh, biggest influences for me, it started with thrash metal. So my, my favorite band when I was real young, like starting third, fourth grade was Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica, then uh, Sepultura came around. Um, but what, what really changed my life at the time was Pantera. Uh, I liked Cowboys when it came out, Cup Couch mm-hmm. and Hell, um, quite a bit. Um, Domination is my favorite song of all time still, um, which is that record. But when they put out Vulgar, that changed my life. There's something about that record, just the attitude, the aggression, the heaviness. I was like, this is exactly what I want to hear. And so once that came out, it really it kind of changed my direction of what I wanted. Um, you know, like it, it, it really inspired, inspired me to be a vocalist. I was already heavily influenced by Chuck Billy of Testament. I think he's still, you know, one of the best metal vocals of all time he can do every voice he can sing but he has sick gutturals like death metal style and he has mids and highs he does it all very well um so he was a major influence for me but then in the early to mid 90s 
really got inspired by a lot of hardcore bands like Earth Crisis and, and uh, Sapcase, Sick of It All, um, bands like that, Vision of Disorder. Um, and then so that's kind of how we got our sound going. Um, but also the the whole Gothenburg, um, Swedish, you know, melodic death metal uh, was a big influence as well. Bands like In Flames and At the Gates uh, found their way in, found their way into our sound as well. So that's this kind of it. We had all of our influences and we just wore them on our sleeves and when you put all, all those together, it became a unique sound. And that's, that's how our band was formed. Gotcha. And uh, you can definitely get uh, some of the influences there, but, you know, just want a little bit, you know, just dive in a little bit more into that. Uh, you did bring up Metallica. Have you listened to, I know you're on tour, but uh, have you listened to the new album that dropped on Friday? Not the whole thing yet, no, but I've listened to uh, all the singles. I think I think they're still killing it. Um, I'm glad that they've they've come back to the metal world. I know in like the, the mid to late 90s, they were more of a rock band. Yeah. Um, but everyone loves their metal stuff the most, and I'm glad that they're waving the flag for metal. And they're the ultimate leaders in this. They're probably the biggest band in the world, so um, I, I will cheer for them until they're done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And how has your, how would you say your sound has evolved over the years? Um, it's, it's, it's definitely become more metallic. Um, we're heavier than ever. Uh, we, we, we actually refuse to get lighter. And that's, that's one thing about bands like Metallica as in the early to mid nineties, all these bands that were <laughs> our heroes became lighter. And but because of our age at the time, we we're, you know, young teens, we got pissed off. <laughs> like, hell no. We'll never do that. Like I'm, I'm in my 40s now, and I'm still angry about it. But uh, that's why I said that's why I said I'm glad that they came back to metal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what happened then, a lot of bands followed suit once they saw the success of the Black Album, and yeah. it's really important that it, it, it that that album is so important for metal and rock, and it's also important because it it helped spawn a whole breed of bands that were just angry about it. Young kids that formed bands like, oh, we're never gonna sell out. And so it actually created a new underground of bands. Um, and so bands that came after that were bands like in, 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 in our region, were bands like Overcast and Cave-In, Sam Black Church was around. Uh, we just So these are local bands for us in the Boston area that got big and then inspired us to do it. And it's just, it's like, all right, there's a cycle to all, all of this. And um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad it happened, to be honest. Nice. And then your lyrics often explore themes of uh, societal and political issues. How do you approach writing about these topics? Uh, what motivates you to address them in your music as well? I think a big reason why I do that is because uh, my father was a, a, a kid of the 60s. You know, he's a teenager in the 60s, and he listened to all those bands growing up, and he still listened to them when, when I was a kid. Um, so, like, the Woodstock era was really important in my 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 household growing up. So a lot of those bands sang about, you know, things that were important in society at the time. And so for me, it seems to make sense that if you have a platform, you should use it to sing about some, something that's important, important to you. Um, if you want to try to inspire a positive change, and that's what, what you should sing about. Um, we have enough love songs. We have enough <laughs> songs about you know, Wizards and Dragons. I'm not mad at bands that do that, but that's not what I want to partake in. Gotcha. Yeah, because uh, you know, a lot of I, yeah, I see a lot of bands are you know political in maybe like their social media stuff, uh, yeah. but when it comes to their music, yeah, you're right. They're writing about uh, you know, wizards and dragons and 
weed and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Which is fine if that's if that's what you want, but I want to. If that doesn't like wasted effort for me, I want it to be something I care about. I want to give a message, and if people take it, take it. That's great. If they don't, they just want to hear the songs. That's also great. Um, I don't want to be a preacher. I want to just give the information because I always do the research, of course, for my lyrics. Um, mm -hmm. It's with passion and, and, and research that I, I put these words on paper, and that's for me the the most. I guess strenuous part of the whole recording process is making sure the lyrics are properly represent, you know, rep, rep, representative of what I'm trying to say. Um, and so that's, that's actually the longest process for me. Nice. Well, I appreciate that because uh, again, not too many bands can be or artists are uh, really vocal, what they support and that sort of thing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I, I'll have to call it earth crisis. <laughs> for uh, kind of in inspiring me to do that as well so carl carl would really just really put his, his effort into trying to make a, a change for the better um mm -hmm. so that was a big man that, that inspired me back in the day and still to to, to this day they're, they're still here killing it awesome and how do you handle uh, creative differences within the band during the songwriting process or is that just all you um the the music writing is generally buzz Buzz okay. McGrath plays guitar. Um, he's always handled the, the bulk of it. Um, guitar player Ken Sushi, who left semi-recently, about a year ago or so, he would write some songs as well. Back in the day, we were all right together in jam space, but as soon as our drummer, we, you know, we'd part ways with, with a couple of drummers, we had a drummer that lived on the West Coast, so there's no more jam space writing together. So it was basically just sharing files, and then it just it created a whole different atmosphere for writing. Uh, so this this whole new record is all buzz um, musically, and I've always handled all the the lyrical patterns and all all the all the lyrics. Um, I do think that um, basically what buzz what 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 buzz writes, mm. we we all you know critique with what arrangement it should be, but we kind of follow his lead because he's he's got the riffs, um, so. I'll say, hey, this this makes a better chorus than a verse, and so we'll we'll switch it up. But he he's got all the all the notes. Okay, gotcha. All right, and then uh, this kind of goes uh, with uh, with that question as well. It's more along the lines of you know you guys have been together for twenty five years now. Um, mm -hmm. How how do you guys you know still remain friends? You know, don't run into. Uh, a Corey Taylor uh, situation with Slipknot with some of the other band members or, you know, with Kiss uh, where they end up all hating each other or Motley Crue. Well, I mean, it's funny because we've had a lot of, of member changes over the years. Um, <clears throat> right now, the lineup we have is 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 getting along better than any any point in this band's career. Um, in the early days, we were, we, we were kids, basically. Uh, so there was a, a certain like a certain fun that we would hit naturally. Um, but right now it's, it's all professional players that have been friends for a long time. And I can't say I've had a better time on the road, but I think ever. Nice. Well, that's good that everybody's getting along. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Cause we hit, we had two, two, uh, uh, member changes in the past year. So we, uh, wow. we parted with our drummer, Nick Pierce and Ken Susie, uh, on guitar. And we brought back our old drummer, Mike Justin, who played in our, our you know, two two most popular records over the years, uh, Don Coming Storm and, and The Eyes of Fire. He'd been in Madball for 
think best 12, 13 years. Um, so he's, he's splitting time between us and Madball. Um, oh, wow. He's back in the fold. And it's just, it's great to have him back on the stage with us. Um, it feels like he's been at like a, he it feels like he's been missing. You know, uh, yeah. Nick was an amazing drummer, um, good dude, but something about Mike's chemistry with us on stage that stands above um, any, any, any drummer we, we've had. Um, diff- different drummers have different talents, you know, uh, playing wise, but the chemistry on stage is something uh, unique with, 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 with Mike. Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. And we have, uh, P- P- uh, we have Peter uh, Lehman on guitar who was going to be Buzz's replacement, <laughs> and this sounds convoluted, <laughs> but Buzz had a union job when he was, when he was younger. He couldn't tour with us all the time, oh. and he was going to leave the band in 05, and we had picked this guy, P- Peter Lehman, from the band called Clearing Autumn Skies to replace Buzz, and he actually filled in for Buzz, but shortly after, Buzz was like, you know what, I, I don't want to leave, and he quit his union job, <laughs> and wow. we had to tell Peter back in 05, like, sorry, man. Thanks, thanks for touring <laughs> with us. This is the guy who writes the music. So yeah, um, uh, so we stayed friends with him. I, uh, I ran a label back in the day called Ironclad Recordings. I put out his band called Apiary back in the day. Um, he stayed active in music, um, so we called him up. Like this, if, you know, we're not going to have Ken. What's what's a, what's a, what's a natural fit? How about the guy that we're going to replace Buzz with? And so this lineup now has you know guys that have been involved in on Earth for a, a long time. Wow. Okay. Damn. So, well, glad that, uh, you know, that change didn't happen. And, uh, you know, and I'm glad that you're able to have uh, Layman on there as well. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I'm so sorry. Uh, my my notes shut off. Um, all right. And what do you hope uh, fans take away from your music and your performance, especially with this upcoming album? Um, I... I'd love for them to see the progression of the band, how we continue to focus on our craft and get better as writers and, and as players. Um, we're all just trying to get better. Uh, Buzz is just, he's getting better every day at guitar and, and writing. I really focused on improving my range uh, vocally um, as well. Uh, it's so there's more dynamic on this record than I've ever offered on any of our previous seven albums and two EPs. Um, as far as the live show goes, we've always brought high energy and that's, that's what we're known for. We're, we're known for bringing a, a great live show and we're still doing it to this day. And we just, we, we, we love playing live together. We love touring, um, and seeing the world. And it's, 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 it's been a fun ride and we, we, we hope to do it for, you know, at least another 25 years if, if we're, if we're able physically. Yeah. Okay. And actually, uh, in regards to you being the lead vocalist, uh, you know, what typically do you do for warm ups? That way, you know, you don't strain your voice because you're doing this about, you know, five, six, seven days out of the week. Uh, just, you know, rest next day, you know, new city, and then you start seeing again. Yeah. I have a series of warm ups and warm downs. Uh, the main, the main thing is to hydrate, um, and to warm up and warm down. Um, it's just like if you can go up and sprint, a race you can't just go out and sprint you know you need to you know to warm up get the stretch and then after the race is over you do a slow jog and you stretch after it's it's, it's very similar um so you do have to just focus on it and treat it like it's a muscle um and then i'll i'll do i'll do exercises throughout the day just to keep it warm um but hydration is also very key gotcha okay 
That's interesting. Um, I've heard, uh, you know, eating like a heavy protein diet, uh, that helps you, you know, belt out and carry your voice as well. So, uh, haven't really heard about the, you know, being hydrated, but that's important as well. <laughs> yeah. If your vocal cords aren't, aren't hydrated, if they're not wet, then they won't vibrate properly and they'll be dry and they'll be almost paralyzed. Uh, yeah. So it's a really important thing to do. Okay. And, uh, so I, I have a vocal instructor, um, Melissa Cross, um, I've had a few lessons with her and I call her anytime I'm in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she talked me through a vocal injury on tour once I, I called her from Germany. We did 19 shows in a row and a little more, more than halfway through, uh, I lost my voice and I called her up and she walked me through, you know, breathing exercises, warm, like warm ups. And by showtime, I was great. And I finished the rest of the tour. And since that time, I've never tr- truly lost my voice again. Uh, cause I, I keep these, these exercises on point. Um, and it's been very helpful. Nice. Crisis averted. <laughs> and actually, just want to take it back a little bit uh, with majority of you guys being part of uh, three other bands in the past. Um, what, uh, you know, what other struggles that you guys really, um, you know, have to, in, I guess, overcome when trying to start up the, the group uh, all those years ago? Um. Struggles at the, at the beginning. Uh, we just kind of took matters into our own hands. So our very first show, Buzz, Buzz booked it. He booked it at a, uh, like a VFW hall called the Shoemaker Post. And there's a, there a tour package going around that weekend for All Out War and Buried Alive. Mm-hmm. And so he just said, okay, that'll crush at this VFW. And he just put an offer in on it. Um, and we opened the show. So we just, we booked the show ourselves. And, um, so we played in front of a good sized crowd, like from the get go. And we did that for the first couple of gigs. And then that gave us a chance to kind of branch out. Like, oh, like we played these shows and then, then we got to play more shows and it just kind of, it's a, a domino effect. Um, but there was some people in, you know, in, in the Boston area that, that didn't want to get the time of day. Some bands were kind of clicky. Uh-huh. Um, and so we couldn't get shows. And if we did, they were a little bit snobby, but we just pushed through it. Um, we're all friendly dudes. We all, had a goal in mind and just didn't really care and just did our thing and things just start happening for us. Nice. And when you go back to Boston um, or the Massachusetts area and perform, does it ever feel weird or are you just like, welcome home, you know? So our home venue is not in Boston. Our home venue is in okay. Worcester, Mass, which is about an hour west. Um, we've done more shows at that particular venue than anywhere. And my favorite stage of all time to play is the is the big stage because there's, there's two stages at, at the at the at the Worcester Palladium, and the big stage is where we kind of cut our teeth on how to play big stages, and so I know that like back of my hand. So I love playing there. It's always a full room uh, on the shows where we, we play, um, and we play it maybe once or twice a year tops, and it's it's always a fun, fun place to go. Nice. We almost rarely play, play Boston. I'd like to get into Boston more, but it just doesn't seem like it's uh, it's the town that that has uh, embraced us like like uh, Worcester. And, and they're so close, you can't you can't do both on the tour. Right. Um, but I'd, I'd I'd love to do some more Boston stuff as well. I, I I grew up so close to the actual city itself that it'd be nice. But uh, Worcester is is king. All right, <laughs> and. Also curious, um, besides, uh, you know, everybody improving, uh, becoming in ter- uh, improving in terms of playing, uh, writing and getting heavier. What does the future hold for uh, Unearth in terms of your 
future music and touring as well? Uh, touring, we're, we're here in Europe now. We're, we're um, finishing up a three-week tour. We're in Sweden. We go home for about 10 days. Then we have a four-week tour in North America to support the record because the record comes out May 5th. So we hit the, hit the road May 4th. Uh, starts in Texas, goes out west, then back through the middle of the country. Then we join up with a band from Sweden called The Halo Effect, which is a lot of ex-members of Oven Flames. And then that goes into Canada as well. And then we end it at uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest. And we come home for two weeks. And then we come back to Europe for about three weeks of uh, European festivals and some, some club shows mixed in. Um, after that, there's, there's some other stuff that's being talked about. But we're going to tour on this record heavily. Um, we truly believe in this record. It's translating well to our fans live as well as online. We, we see it's, it's going well. So um, we're going to ramp up our touring more than we have in, in well, well over 10 years. Nice. And then your latest album, Extinctions, was released in 2018. What was the crea creative process like for that album? And how do you think your sound has evolved over the years? That one was very similar to, to this record where um, Buzz would present songs and Ken would present songs. Um, and we'd all talk about the structure. It was sent to our producer. Uh, Extinction was our first record working with Will Putney. Mm -hmm. who did this, the, the new record, The Wretch of the Ruins as well. Um, so basically we just, we all could, you know, we all critique the structures, give to Will, he critiques them back. Then we kind of have a discussion about how the songs go. And once those are, once the songs are locked in place with structure, doing, you know, pre-pro, that's when I sit down with them and I get the inspiration for patterns and lyrics. And then I just, I, I go in with Will and we kind of paint the record that way. So I show Will, what I'm, I'm doing and he'll tell me if he thinks it sucks or he thinks it's great. Um, so <laughs> if it sucks, he's like, go back to drawing board here. This part's good. Do something different here. Um, so he won't write it for us. He just tells me if it sucks or it's great. And uh, it's, it's worked out. It's, it's, it's become tried and true with him. So going into the new record, there was, there was more trust in his process because I really do and you know, I enjoy the record extinctions quite a bit. I think he, he pushed us to our limits for where we were then, but I think we've really expanded on that sound and, and pushed our sound even further with, with this new one, just because of that level of trust with him and comfort of, of uh, working together. Yeah. And um, also just one, uh, one other question here, actually two other questions, and then we can dive in a little bit more into um, the wretched so on social media, you've been uh, really vocal about supporting up and coming bands in the metal scene. Uh, can you talk about some of the emerging bands that you're excited about? Um, and what advice do you have for those artists trying to break into the industry? So, yeah, I mean, uh, I felt like I lost touch a little bit with with newer music around 20, 2008 to 2014, 13. Mm. Um, it just it wasn't speaking to me directly maybe something was in my personal life I, I don't know what it was but once I, I heard Power Trip I was like alright something's happening in, in the underground then then Knocked Loose is out um, and all these bands started coming up um, I know Power Trip was, was done maybe, maybe they're coming back but they're, the new band Fugitive is sick Creep, Creeping Death is amazing um, this band Spirit, Spirit Adrift is unreal another Spirit band I like is Spirit World um, there's bands that seem to get it. So it's, it's a sound that it's a mix of metal and hardcore and thrash. And it's, it's, it's weird to, 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 
to give everything a label now because there's, there's such a wealth of of bands that came before us all that we can all use as inspiration and can work its way into our sound. So it's just all heavy music. I don't particularly care what subgenre is, is la- it's labeled uh, because we can draw from so, so many different influences from you know in heavy music and create our own unique sound. And that's that's what bands are doing right now. And it's you can see the scene is doing very well. <clears throat> I think this is probably the best time in metal history, metal and hardcore, hardcore history, because the majority of the bands that 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 were so impactful, you know, even even Ozzy is still playing shows. Uh, <laughs> Priest, Maiden, um, Metallica are still out there playing. But there's all these other bands that came after them that are, are killing it. So, I mean, there's just a wealth of great metal and hardcore bands out there touring today. Um, as far as advice, I mean, just be passionate. Like I said earlier, was don't try to impress other people. Write the songs for you and you only. Because that people will hear the passion in it. They'll, they'll hear, you know, your desire to make music um, instead of trying to copy some some formula, some pop formula. So that doesn't work for this style of music. It's a very passionate style of, of music. Um, and then just just work hard and just make sure that you really want to do this. Because in metal and hardcore, there's so many ups and downs where you can be on top of the world one moment and then you feel on the bottom the next. You know, these, these, these can be years apart. But if you really have the passion, desire, and you can live through these ups and downs, you know, um, emotionally, financially, um, just decide for yourself if you want to go through that, because it's going to happen. And we've seen so many of our peers that were killing it, and then they just stepped away because they didn't, they couldn't or didn't want to deal with these ups and downs. But we've never stopped. Um, and I think we, we're very proud that, that, that that's part of our history. And... Um, Things are going very well for us now, and we're going to keep pushing. Awesome. That's all that advice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, actually, that covered the other question I had for you. So, yeah, uh, let's talk about uh, the new album. So about, you know, how long um, did it take, like, studio-wise to um, actually get this one up and going, recorded and everything? Longer than expected. So... We were still touring on extinctions um, when the pandemic hit and we were all feeling pretty burnt out because we were actually in Europe when the pandemic was kicking off. Uh, so we got home, you know, about two weeks later, it blew up, you know, worldwide. And we were just like, you know, let's just take a break. So um, we barely, we, we barely talked for months and um, our social slowed down. And then probably fast forward about six months, buzz, buzz started to, you know, throw throw some riffs our way and it's like all right well let's 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 go back to this so it took about a year for buzz to put together a bunch of songs um and then we sent them to will putney and we scheduled uh time to get in the studio we did september 2021 we did uh, some pre-pro together and i think by november we were in the studio with them and basically ran out of time i i had some writer's block for lyrics so I couldn't finish the record, but we also didn't finish the music. We just ran out of time um, in the studio. Was, Will's a very busy guy. We went past our time. So basically, we, we had to play catch up for the next, I don't know, six, seven months. You know, any weekend that he had available, um, I'd go down to, 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 you know, do some vocals or Buzz would, would go down and do some, you know, solos or something. Um, so all in all, it was, it was probably about a 10-month process recording the record. Um, then we got the mix, which had to be on Will's, Will's time because uh, we went beyond our time. 
And then uh, we had delays with what we're going to do for art. <laughs> so it, it was really a, a long process. So this record's been done for almost a complete year. And uh, so I think wow. I finished, I finished tracking in June of 2022. And so it's going to come on May of 2023. Nice. Yeah. Uh, since uh, May, yeah, May 5th is the uh, single de Mayo. That's the uh, release date for it. And it so uh, going forward, uh, once you come back to, uh, to the States, um, since you are starting in Texas, uh, you know, once the album drops, are you going to be, um, will you guys be playing more of the, uh, the new album live or are you just going to stick to uh dropping in singles from the new album here and there uh we've already started playing (laughs) we've always we've already started playing the uh new singles live we've we've played uh the wretched the ruinous and mother betrayal every night this tour uh we started playing the wretched the ruinous back in january when we went to um japan australia and uh taiwan we actually filmed the video for the wretched ruinous in, in tokyo uh, it's a, which is a killer experience. It's, it's a sold out club and people went off to it and it was all captured in a video. And I was like, man, this is, the song is doing well already. <laughs> so it was, it was a good feeling to see that. Um, and then we're going to debut into the abyss, which is our third single pretty soon. And we just shot a video for a song called Dawn of the Militant. And we will be playing that on the, on the, uh, on the U S tour or let's just say North American tour as well. So, we're going to be heavily supporting the record. Of course, we're, we're going we're gonna to put in songs from our entire catalog, um, but we're going to be really heavily supporting um, the Wretched the Ruinous record. Nice. And then, so it sounds like with this as well, uh, with Mother Betrayal, it kind of kicks up the aggression ferocity beyond previous recordings. Uh, so you're kind of venturing into new territory musically and vocally. So, you know, are you... It's been out for a while. Um, it's still getting really positive uh, feedback. So I hope that the rest of the album also gets that positive see- uh, feedback and and love that it deserves. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's, it's a record we're, we're really happy with. Um, you always think your new record, your favorite, your, your best record, because you're so emotionally wrapped up in it. But I think that there's something, to, this record is different. Um, it's it's really unique and we were really together on this album um buzz really took the lead with with just all the riffs nick nick pierce played the record he did a killer job crystal tool might try the best bass performance we ever had in record and uh, i really pushed myself vocally and so it's something that i really think people you know if, if they if they give it a chance that is it's gonna it's, it's it'll 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 do well nice and yeah, so anything else uh, you want to go ahead and uh, cover in particular? Um, we have the tour dates, uh, which can be found on your website on unearth.com. Uh, um, we can find it's actually, your... oh. it's actually unearthofficial.com. And um, all of our socials are unearthofficial. So basically, any social media that's out there is you can find us who's unearthofficial. Perfect. And do you want to go ahead and say that? Uh, our uh, our podcast and our website would be geek-network.com. Um, all across the board, it would be at GeeksAZ. And then the Geek Pit is available anywhere you'd love to listen to your podcast. And I uh, just want to say thank you so much for your time today. I do appreciate it. And um, good luck on the rest of the tour. Break a leg. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for your time. 